Welcome into Villa Capri Pizza as we are previewing the Eagles versus the Bears. This is Vuvu Soccer, and it's live on Bob Long Sports. Now, this is a different type of football as I welcome Eric Nash and Adrian Fedku to the air. Obviously, Vuvu Soccer, that, that says in and of itself what we are, but soccer is football. And football americano, norte americano, that's what we're talking tonight as we get to the gridiron and the 1-0 Eagles take on the Bears. And it looks like the Bears uh, have a, a guy at the quarterback that they've had for quite some time. The Eagles, a brand-new quarterback at the helm, Carson Wentz. First to you, Eric Nash, before we get our guest on. Your thoughts on, first of all, us being here tonight and then what the matchup on Monday Night Football has to offer. Well, we love, we love being here at Villa with the guys. It's great having Adrian here today and the other guys here. This is really good. And we have people that are, like, gathering around us. So, you know, certainly, you know, we don't have to sell, we don't have to sell very hard today. No. You know, NFL football sells itself, which is great. I mean, look, this is going to be an easy show for me, man. It's great. I've forgotten more football than I've ever known about soccer. I'll deny it if you repeat that <laughs> to someone. Okay. But the thing is... Uh, we, uh, we can have a lot of fun. I think I'll be able to hang. I don't All know right. about you, Bob. It's I, not a Bills game. I'm, I'm I can't really wait sure. for it. I believe you can do it. Now, okay. Adrian Fedku, as we bring him on, he is our guest tonight. First of all, welcome to Doylestown. It's great to have you. I know you're coming down from just down the road up near Pensbury, but Adrian runs a site called The Bitter Birds, so you all can follow him on Twitter, at Bitter Birds, and also he is the Eagles beat reporter for the Philly Influencer, so we're excited to have him on. How are you tonight, Adrian? Yeah, this is a very, very interesting setup here at, at uh, Villa Capri Pizza. First of all, the, the pizza looks extraordinary. Like, I, I have to do this show right now, and I'm not allowed to eat? What is this? Uh, you know what? We can have you do both. We have our, our partner in crime, Alex Krasowski, ready to take over while you eat pizza or uh, ready to eat pizza while uh, you talk football. So their choice is yours. Sounds good to me. Can I just ask, can I just ask Adrian one question? Now, your, your site's called The Bitter Birds. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So are your fans called, like, Bitter Birds fans? Because every bird fan I've ever known is a Bitter Bird fan. You know, so I think that kind of works. <laughs> well, where do you think the name derived from? It's, it's beautiful. It's a, well, I told you my Bitter Birds story, and I've been around watching the birds since before. Since, do you ever hear of Pete Lisk? I have not heard of Pete Lisk. Did you ever hear of Pete Lisk? No, Bob? Pete Lisk. And you know what? He was, a, he was a quarterback for Penn State University. Okay. About 1971, 72, before. And he became the Eagles quarterback for a couple of years. Wow. Of wonderful 4 and 10 football. Back when they played 14 games, 4 and 10 was usually the record, you know? 7 and 7 was a holiday. So, you know. And then they started playing 16 games, and then the century turned, and then they invited sliced bread. So let's get okay. to today's version of football. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz making his second start. And you know what I'm really excited about? The fact that last week he sees an aggressive attacking style of defense, 8 for 8 against the Blitz. Now he's seeing Vic Fangio, a guy that's more... You know, he likes to disguise his scheme a little bit more in coverage, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if Wentz can go through this game tonight interception-free. What do you think, and I know you talked about the key, I, you think back to rookie quarterbacks in general. A lot of times the struggle comes with those disguising coverage, with the zone coverage. If you're able to pick up the, the linebacker that's a spy or the safety, you know, if, if you don't have your, your eyes scanning the field if you start to uh, really telegraph those passes that's where the issue comes with Carson Wentz coming from the system that he has granted not the speed has that helped him thus far do you think 
Well, here's what's helped him is his mind, absolutely, because when you think of the FCS quarterbacks, you think the speed of the game might be a little little bit too quick for him, and that might be true. But here's the thing, too, is what people aren't understanding is how complex of an offense he ran at North Dakota State, very West Coast-ish. And uh, the other thing to keep in mind, too, is his mind is as fast as the game right now. So he might still be a little bit slow from a physical perspective, but the mind is there. And that's what he's got, and uh, he's going to continue to kill it. I think. Really? Yeah. Wait. I mean, you don't think he's going to? You think it's, he's going to really like bring this team to the playoffs, or at least that close to the playoffs? Is that well? That your this thought? this division is so bad that a nine and seven record is a potential division winner. And the Redskins are zero and two already. Yeah. Dallas is what one and one, I think. One and one, and the Giants are Did two they, and zero. Giants are two and zero. Giants two and zero. Yeah, but I'll tell you, they were not very impressive against a pretty bad Saints team. I mean, yeah. not a good Saints team. You know, I mean, it, their defense is usually. I mean, they didn't do very much offensively. Beckham, I think, only had a couple catches. I mean, it wasn't that impressive. They had yeah. the blocked. They had the blocked field goal for the touchdown. If you remember, was it a field goal or an extra point? I think it was a field goal. It would have to be. And I thought that that was really. Yeah, that was about the highlight of the game. That won the game, and the, that game was up for grabs for sure. And it was in New York, so I mean, I thought, yeah, I wasn't impressed with them. And I'm, not, I mean, what do you think of the? Cow- I mean, looking at the Cowboys' uh, uh, rookie quarterback, how do you compare him with Wentz? If you I'll can tell you what, I, I like Dak Prescott a lot too. He, right. he reminds me a little bit of Russell Wilson already. He's, he's not going to be to. Does he now? In what way? All right, all right. Think about it. Two, three years from now, he can be Russell Wilson. Not right now. Okay, right now he's he's still uh, still got a lot of things to work on in terms of working through the progressions or kind of keeping everything basic for him right now. But he's impressive with his accuracy on the balls that he threw. Uh, he looked pretty good. I mean, he's it's very conservative game plan right now, but his uh, ability to extend plays and uh, throw on the move that's the Wilson type quality as to him. He, he's he's like a smart athletic. Get what I'm saying? Oh, Smart sure. with his feet, and uh, you know he doesn't just take off and run just to take off and run. He keeps his eyes downfield, yeah. and that's the quality that I like about him. So I can see Dak being pretty good in a couple years. And I, I know Eagles fans don't want to hear it, but uh, I was a big Prescott guy coming out of college too. Well, my thought on Prescott because I am high on him as well. Just he, he doesn't really share many physical attributes in my yeah. mind with Russell Wilson. He actually is closer, and I'm sure this has been bantered about, but he's yeah. closer to Cam Newton. And the comparisons, in my, for my money, go even further. Because Cam Newton, when he came into college, I was not a big proponent of him going number one. Shame on me. That clearly was not the right way to think about it. But he wasn't accurate in college. Yeah. At, at no point there. He had the best college season that any of us, well, Eric, maybe you saw Herschel Walker, but any of us have ever seen. And, uh, you know, Herschel might be that guy that, that trumps that type of season. But... He could have been better because yeah. he did struggle with accuracy, tr- struggle with touch, came to the NFL, worked really hard, got to the next level. Dak was kind of the same way. Came onto the scene as a sophomore sensation. They shocked Florida for the first three quarters of that game in Starkville. And then he kind of takes a back seat for the next year, yep. and then there he comes. And their big run, Dan Mullen, through the mm-hmm. SEC that year, had a shot to go to the national championship, lost a game here and there, won to Alabama at home. But that was when... Prescott came on the map. To that point, I still thought he needed to work a little bit on the accuracy. Mm. It appears as if he's ha- he has coming to the NFL. and you know, I think the Cowboys do have a good future with yep. him and Elliott and 
if they can keep that line healthy for the next few years as those two guys develop, it's a challenge in the it's, NFC East. It's very, very scary. It definitely is for sure. And just to go back on, on the whole uh, trio of Cam and Dak and, and Russell, uh, Russell has it in his mind, and that's why I think Dak has a similar type of skill set in terms of getting out of the pocket, keeping mm-hmm. your eyes downfield, and throwing on the, on the move. And Cam, I don't think, has that to the extent of those two. So that's why I kind of see the comparison. But in terms of the physical type of specimen, obviously Cam is, is, is a monster. He's well, Superman. Well, so, uh, yeah. But he doesn't have the uh, escapability and keeping his eyes downfield and throwing on the move like those two. So that's, that's where I'm coming from there. Yeah, I, I, drafted, <laughs> I drafted Russell Wilson oh, in the first round of our fantasy. And, you know, I had somebody offer me a ham sandwich last night for him after the game. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I understand. He, he certainly has not had statistically good couple of weeks. But the Rams' defense is really tough. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, uh, who did they play the first week? Was it Detroit? Who did they play the first week? They, no, it wasn't Detroit. Miami. Yeah, Miami. They won at the very end. Right, March right, right. Hey, let's turn up the mics to hear this one. Oh, there's a song playing. It's pretty impressive. All right, a lot of beer, a lot of beer flowing. Sung, that's sung fine. pretty much like a typical Philly crowd. A lot, lot of beer, that's okay. That's, get that's a, a good thing for Matt and the crew here. They, I, uh, I mean, the thing when, when you were just talking about uh, the Cowboys, you know, is, is Prescott going to look better just because not only the weapons he has, but the offensive line that he has as well? Oh, I absolutely. mean, the Eagles... You know, when Johnson, when he goes, if he, what's the deal with him anyway with Johnson, you know? Um, I thought his suspension was, was going to happen, but it's not. Lane? What, yeah, what's the deal with that? They, they, are, they are actually examining the B sample, They're I believe, still examining the B sample. Week. It's been like yep. 18 months. <laughs> well, which would work out good if they end but up I think getting five weeks in the next, next postseason. We should, yeah, right. We yeah. should get some sort of determination with the next few weeks from what I'm hearing. I would be very surprised if he's not suspended for 10 games. And that's definitely going to be a challenge for this team, Adrian. It's going to be a challenge for uh, Carson Wentz. I mean, to have that security on the left-hand side of the line, the blind side, with Peters and Lane Johnson, I mean, you, you can attest to this, what type of impact that has on a psyche of a young quarterback. Not that Wentz can't overcome it, but the type of aid that that provides. Oh, it's it's a tremendous aid because obviously uh, Jason Peters on the left side, Lane Johnson on the right side. Those tackles are, are extraordinary for uh, this team as long as Peters can stay healthy. So it's very important, especially for a rookie quarterback too. I mean, it, as as smart as Wentz appears to be, he's still got some work left to do too, and you right. got to keep your quarterback upright. I mean, you look you look at right, Dallas and. You know, you just brought up the point earlier, a couple minutes ago, about that offensive line, and what Dallas has is is the perfect situation for Dak to start in because they have the offensive line, they have the running game in Ezekiel Elliott. So that takes <laughs> and so much pressure off on the wide receiver. Yeah, court. Yeah, yeah, that takes so much pressure yeah. off off your quarterback. And Wentz, I mean, he doesn't have as many capable wide receiver threats. Maybe the running game isn't as good, and and uh, and and that's where you know Dak's got him beat. But but I think Wentz. Uh, I mean, even if the offensive line, if Lane goes down for 10 games or so, it's going to be difficult, but I, I still think he, uh, he can get the job done. 
This is Vuvu Soccer, and we're talking football here at Villa Capri as Matt Menino walks around. The, the owner of Villa Capri, thanks to him for having us out. We're excited for a big night for you, Matt. Good to see you, my man. And we have our guest, Adrian Fedcue, on as well. Adrian Fedcue is of the Bitter Birds, and he's also the Eagles beat reporter for phillyinfluencer.com, the website started by Sean Burry. So if you haven't seen either of those sites, go check them out right now, courtesy of, uh, of our recommendation, our endorsement here from Vuvu Soccer. But, Adrian, I want to get your thoughts on this Eagles team over the course of this season. What did you predict for this team for the end-of-the-season record? Why, and has that changed since the first game of the season? Well, I, ha- I had this team at 6-10. and ten. I-, I thought this was just a mediocre team with Sam Bradford at quarterback, and now it's changed a little bit just from what I've seen out of Carson Wentz. Do I still think we're a, play- do I think we're a playoff team? Probably not, but I think the ceiling has increased because, to be honest with you, there's no downgrade from Bradford to Wentz. At least I don't think so. I know Bradford looked really, really good last night, but what Wentz showed in his first game, we haven't seen that that much from Bradford, to tell you uh, honestly. So I, I think the ceiling goes to like 10 wins, but I think they win like 8 or 9, and I think somebody else takes the division, and I think it's going to be Dallas. Am I the only one that thinks they have to do it against a different team besides Cleveland before I'm going to anoint Wentz like the second coming. I mean, is that me? Is that just my negativity, my Philadelphia negativity? Here's what was impressive against Cleveland. He threw threw the ball 37 times in his NFL debut. So, So Peterson let him throw the ball 37 times. That shows utmost confidence in your rookie signal caller. And the other thing is the fact that he went 8-for-8 eight eight against the Blitz. This is Ray Horton, a respected defensive coordinator that brings the heat from all angles, shows a bunch of different formations and, and different structures up front. That is, by the way, that's distracting. I'll try to yeah, yeah. focus. We did stand, by the way, but we didn't kneel, so I don't really know, what, I don't know really what that counts as. Yeah, but... Honest. Yeah. Oh, man. I forget what I was even talking about for a do, second. Do you, do you think, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, when you're looking at, at Prescott, I mean, look, he's got, yeah. the, he's got the receivers, he's got the touted line. Um, the Eagles have a, are, you know, I mean, with the Eagles' defense, if it's as good as they are, maybe Cleveland's defense, I believe it's not bad like their offense. Am I right? Their defense was high, more highly I, rated. I still think it's pretty bad. Pretty like bad? That, that, that well, defense is really bad. You can't take too much out of a, I mean, the Eagles didn't really blow them out. I didn't feel that. Think anyway. about where the ball placement was on those two touchdowns. That's that's where I'm looking at too. Like, so you're saying so, that, so there was tight coverage on the on the touchdowns. The decision making was very good, and the fact that he goes eight for eight against the blitz, he throws the ball 37 times in his first NFL start for an FCS quarterback. That is absolutely extraordinary to me. And they gave up, you know, <laughs> we give give Roseman uh, credit. <laughs> they gave up a lot. They got it all back. So it was yeah. a wonderful thing. But they did, you know, initially, certainly they didn't know that was going to happen, and they certainly traded their, away some of their potential future to get him. To, and and you, you, have to, you have to agree, you need that franchise quarterback. You really do. Show me the team that has uh, continued success without a guy, yeah. the guy, Russell Wilson. I mean, some of them are frauds like Colin Kaepernick, you know, when – you know, he looked like he was going to be one of those guys for a year, year and a half. But I think it's—I mean, I think it was a great move when they did it. I don't know how they managed to get back everything they gave up and get and get their first round pick again. 
But we got to give a little bit of credit to Minnesota uh, in the sense that, you know, Bradford, did, I mean, he must be a hero in Minnesota. They opened yeah. a game in that beautiful new palace, <laughs> and they beat the Packers. That had to be big for them. He had a good game. Statistically, he had a nice game. And Green Bay, really, Aaron Rodgers really didn't. Yeah. So what do you, well, you know, may, what do you think of that? I mean, I'm sure you watched that game. What do you think of Bradford? I mean, Bradford it, it, looked very, know. very good. And I'll tell you what about that Vikings team. People are saying that they gave up too much for Bradford. I don't necessarily believe that because if you look at that defense, that defensive line, Everson Griffin, Limbaugh Joseph, Sharif Floyd, you look at Anthony Barr at, at linebacker, you look at the back end, you got Xavier Rhodes, Harrison Smith, that defense is elite. It's, it is top five in the league. So if you have a capable quarterback, not even a good one, an average one in Sam Bradford, that can help this team win you 11 to 12 games as, and, as evidenced last night, beat the Packers and possibly win an a, another NFC North crown. I mean, they unfortunately, they suffered a, a really bad loss at the yeah. running back. No, you know, it's huge. But, you know, uh, who knows? You know, this season, a lot of injuries. A lot yeah. of injuries yesterday. And I'm not just saying it from a fantasy standpoint, but look at all the – I mean, every time you see somebody getting carted off the field, why is it, is it me or does it seem like each year it seems to be – more injuries. Yeah, I don't know if it's the speed of the game, if that's just enhancing uh, or, you know, more injuries are coming from that. I'm not sure. It's it's crazy, though, already. All these rookie quarterbacks, you're going to have Cody Kessler starting. Uh, you're going to have Jacoby Brissett starting. All these rookie, rookies yeah. starting except Jared Goff. I yes. know, and he's still sitting there learning the offense roster. for a team that has no offense, by the way. What is he learning? How not to play offense? Because <laughs> have you watched the Rams? I mean, let's face it. I mean, I got, you know, they're not good. Todd Gurley, I don't know. They got very What do you mean, I don't know? No, he's stud What do you mean, I don't know? You think so? He he's a, a stud, stud They don't have a score. They don't have a touchdown. He year last year. Watch, did you watch those two games? It's, it's hard. All right. It's, it's hard, hard to, run. to run. It's hard to run the ball with Everybody knows you're running. No weapons. Uh, Seattle's a tough team to, to do anything well, against too. defensively, yeah. of course. But, the, but, you know, I don't know, man. I would either reserve. The 49ers? Did Chip Kelly led 49ers 28-0? Eric, I'd reserve or change your judgment on Todd Gurley if I were you. I'm a little bitter. I took him. Bitter birds. I took him him with a. It's rubbing off on him. (laughs) I got Todd Gurley for a keeper. I I joined the league. Oh, now I I got him for a six-round pick. And people are laughing at me. Okay. I was watching him. I'm like, the guy, they're a little scary, the, the Rams, offensively. I mean, that team's a little bit shaky offensively. Yeah. Yes, um, Stone Cold hands uh, Tavon Austin no, over there. Uh, he's the star player. Oh, oh, it's supposed to be. A little scary. Adrian, I think yeah. you probably have to get rolling soon, yeah. so I appreciate you coming on our pregame, uh, oh, pre-game aspect I, of the show. I, I, but I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hog your time. No, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it was I'll, great. I'll talk for like two minutes, and then it'll hop, hop So off, I, like, I want to get your last thoughts yeah. on this game or on the Eagles as a whole, as Doug Peterson, whatever – You'd like to highlight the most. This is your microphone. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. They they better figure out Alshon Jeffrey real quick tonight because Le- Leotis McKelvin is out. Nolan Carroll plays the deep ball pretty well, but he's not physical at the catch point. Alshon Jeffrey has the strongest hands in the league. He can go up and get it, uh, whether it's back shoulder ball, whether you throw it up deep and let him go get it. He's going to catch a couple of these tonight, and uh, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned there on the back end. Uh, hopefully the safeties can help help themselves and help out the cornerbacks. You got 
Uh, Jalen Mills going to get extended playing time as a seventh-round rookie. Uh, Ron Brooks might – I don't know who's starting, whether it's Mills or, or Brooks on the outside. So mm-hmm. uh, cornerbacks, it's going to be a little tough. Uh, as for anything else, um, I, Chicago's defense, they have a couple pieces, actually. Uh, Jarrell Freeman is a stud at linebacker. Uh, he's really good going sideline to sideline. So if you think of Eagles offensively and Darren Sproles and how they like to work the flats, that's going to be a matchup to watch. And, uh, oh, one last thing before I go. The Eagles are going to dominate the tackles. Charles Leno, Bobby Massey, those are your tackles for Chicago. So Brandon Graham, Vinnie Curry, Connor Barwin, they should have a field day tonight. I'm looking at maybe, say, three or four sacks from them combined. So that's something to look out for because if they can pressure the quarterback, all of a sudden that alleviates some of the pressure on the cornerbacks. So hopefully they can attack those tackles. So other than that, I got a 21-20 Eagles victory. Carson Wentz comes up big. Three touchdowns? Two. Two touchdowns and Two. one rushing. 21 20, you said? 21 20. Wow, that would be nice. I, I just I think it's going to be a lower <laughs> That would be fantastic. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Isn't, Dude, the, are, wow. isn't the games usually these night games in Chicago? I know it's not called. Aren't they usually low scoring defensive battles? At least historically, that well, I'm thinking, you know. Well, the, the, the monsters yeah. of the Midway haven't been there like the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm really living in the last century, <laughs> so you got to point but they money. But they've yeah. improved, so uh, yeah. All right, All right, we'll let you though. go. Adrian FedQ, Bitter Birds, good buddy of mine. Good to have you back Thanks, on man. the show. I'm yeah, a let's definitely do this. the birds again. after meeting you, so that's a good, yeah. that's a good thing. Let's do this again so I can actually stay for the whole time. And we will do this yeah, again. You better study up in your EPL, your Manchester United, your Tottenham Hotspur. You know, we'll be good. I do have a friend that works for U.S. Soccer, so I'll just ask him. Oh, yeah, but yeah that's, that's a deal. Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We no, will no. be in touch, Adrian. Thanks a lot, guys. I think me swinging to the football, your football is a little harder than you swinging to (laughs) soccer. So we'll give you a little leeway, I promise, okay? All right. Thanks, man. There he goes. Okay, so he's a very busy man on a huge Eagle Monday. Is this the only Eagles Monday night game this year? That's a good question. I don't know. I Uh, I know they have another one against Green Bay later this season. Ooh, wow. I'll be at that game. Some marquee marquee Midwestern games going on. Is that a home game or away game? It's a home game. Oh, that should be nice. You think I'm going to Lambeau? <laughs> yeah, you you might should. Be a, I, think, I think that division's running through the Minnesota Vikings and Sam Bradford. Hey, there you go. Knows? We'll see. All right, we Adrian, will see. You better leave now. Otherwise, Eric's never going to let you leave. I'll never so, stop talking, bro. <laughs> All right, I'll head out now. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, hey, pal. We'll talk to you soon, awesome. brother. Okay, so Follow there we him go. on Twitter. Very nice. Adrian FedQ on Twitter. He will uh, be live tweeting the game. And many of the Eagles games throughout the season. So and there will be a call. recap on uh, tomorrow morning, phillyinfluencer.com. Beautiful. And good video as well Oh yeah, on that Twitter site. Oh, we're going to do a yeah. video tomorrow night on the Bitter Birds, 7 o'clock, 2 days. Uh, we gotta, <laughs> so now uh, maybe, yeah, I can learn, maybe I can learn my football, move myself into the twi- 21st century. What do you think? That's right. Thanks That's to Adrian, right. dude. Thank you. Yeah, Beautiful. You can, never, oh, you can certainly teach an old dog new tricks, and I'm going to learn some there new tricks. There he goes. Okay? I love Very it. Nice. This is Vuvu Soccer here. And we just had Adrian FedQ on the show. We're just a few minutes from kickoff. Matt Menino is here. Eric Nash, obviously you heard him. Al Trusowski is here. We obviously. have good friend of the show, Seamus Morgan. He's won a soccer jersey, I believe, at one point or another. Back when we were giving away soccer jerseys. What a name like Seamus. Is that his name, Seamus? Seamus. He has to have a soccer jersey. That's a good jersey. Irish name. Please, he needs to have one. Absolutely. So, uh, Oh, by the way, just so you know, eight out of nine, I just want you to know, eight out of the nine of the guys picked the... Uh, the experts pick the Eagles tonight. That's or, great. Or, or seven out of nine. Just, you know, they all pick it. Interesting aside there. 
That is Maybe an not interesting to you. aside. Maybe Eric, not to you, but I thought it was. Thanks for saying that. You're very thanks welcome. Thanks for bringing that to my Anytime attention. Anytime I can bring a little gambling to your attention, I'm happy to Absolutely. do so. Is that against the spread? Yeah, that's a good question. I think they pick it against the spread. But with a three-point spread, you'll I don't know. Get, you'll have to get back to me on it that one. It didn't say Eagles plus three. It just said Eagle, Eagle, the logos. You, you've seen them, though. I'm just kind of giving you a hard time. Oh, I love it. I love it, man. showing you how much I... I care about what Keyshawn Johnson and co. think. Although he's not on that show anymore, is he? It's Charles Woodson, Trent Dilfer, Matt Hasselbeck, and uh, and Chris Berman. Unless I'm missing there was a couple girls. Else. There was a girl or two on there, by the way. Okay. I know. And now the new broadcast team. guys wearing dress. Let's talk about the new broadcast team on Monday Night Football. The debut for Sean McDonough alongside John Gruden. In the game, the 49ers against the Rams last. I'm sorry, not Niners Rams. It was the first one. Steelers. So Sean McDonough as the play-by-play guy. Redskins. McDonough is the play-by-play. Yeah, how, how was he? Oh, he's thing? great. I mean, is he really a football guy? I know him more as a baseball guy. You know? Big basketball guy, but baseball I think he too, right? does some baseball. Oh, okay. Yes, but he did a great job on football. He's a very, very good football announcer. He's a, just a consummate professional, and I enjoy watching him. Do what he does. And who's gone from commentary. that? Who's gone from that? Mike Chirico moved over to NBC, and so what happened right. there is they wanted him to do the new Thursday night football because that's being done through NBC. And essentially, the NFL execs came back and said, "No, we want the same consistent crew to be on Thursday night and Sunday night football, which is Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth." Yeah. So now Mike Chirico. Is kind of in that Bob Costas role where he'll make commentary before and that? at halftime of the game. Uh, who's the, who's the offensive lineman? Not Johnson. The the, the Eagles. Jason lineman. Peters. I don't know. I think he was just doing like the Black Power thing. Did you see that? I did not, Eric. I I believe that's going to be a talking point already. He had like the black the the, uh, the fist up in the air. There you go. Hell of the nineteen sixty eight Olympics. Not that I was Tommy there. Tommy Smith. Not that I was there. Okay. Uh, actually, I was I was there. I was there. I was four years old. We're wow, going to bring is... Alex Krastowski on now to talk about something different. How you doing, Alex? Good hey, to see Bob. you. Hey, Bob. Hey, Eric. Thank you very much. Glad hey, to be man. here. I'm not great sure what the occasion you, is. I guess it's just a good Monday night for, great for Monday soccer night. radio, football radio. So I'm here. We're all here. Yes, it's sir. It's interesting. I'm ready to go. What yeah. are we talking about? You tell me. EPL, we want to talk about <laughs> Eagles. I'm all excited. How about Manchester United? How did about they em? tie Watford this weekend, or did they lose? I can't they remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. How you know, about they that? were down one nothing. They, they, they were down the game. One you figured it was going to go, man. So I, yeah. I didn't see the end of the game. All of a sudden, I saw the score, which was a beautiful three to one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, three one Watford. That's insane. After a, a tie, was it coming off against Man City? And, and yep. what are you thinking about Mourinho now? Is that his I fault? I think he's that a fraud. I always players? thought he was a That's fraud. That's why I suspected always, that. Yeah. You did not always think he was a fraud, Eric. For BS. one year, he's the best coach in the world. I think I'm not a fan, man. I've uh, never been a fan. I tried for so long to tell you how much that guy was a fraud. And you I'm did. very oh, happy that you came around. Revisionist history, Robert. I Excuse me? You heard me? Excuse me? Did I stutter? You did not, okay. but you probably should have. <laughs> oh, okay. How, how often do we go at it? And I went at Brian and you. I remember thinking Jose Mourinho. Mourinho was, okay, Whatever. We're going back to Real Madrid time? Is that what we're talking about? No, we're about? going back to Chelsea, back when he was winning titles. I think my, if I recall, Bob, just if I recall, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm wrong a lot. I was upset. I was confused by the fact that they won the double Chelsea, and then the next year, five games in, they wanted them out. I don't remember saying that, 
Yeah. I, hey, man. I didn't think you should have been out. Did I think? Did you think I think? At no, five you did games? not. I right. did. Uh, no, no. I. Okay. I thought he. They never. I just wasn't a fan of Mourinho as a coach. I thought I, he was an absolute uh, numbskull, frankly. <laughs> he is. I mean, look what he did. What did you see, Alex? Did you happen to catch his interview after that? Watford I didn't. Match? I saw the first half. I'll tell you that much. And I was happy to see the one nil uh, goal for Watford there, man. Well, let's let's just say what Bob, Bob will remember. What What's is Mourinho's mo? Yeah. What's his MO when Blame things don't go? Blame on his players. Or the, the referees. Went up to the refs here. I don't or know the physios, okay. right? I, yeah, well, it's, oh, yeah, or fire that poor Eva Canero. I mean, whatever, you know? <laughs> That's I right. loved her. I was in her fan club, man. <laughs> we know you loved her. And I, that really knocked him you down. You made that apparent. Yeah, probably not for <laughs> her skill as a physical therapist or whatever either. Is well, that right, Bob? Well, that, I would probably put that in, a, in her attribute <laughs> column, okay? I, yeah, no, I don't know her as a physical therapist, okay? <laughs> Did you think that... Um, Bobby, did you? So, what do you think about Mourinho now that he's kind of five games in? Four, four games and five games in. That was week five, I thought. Right, so they yeah. fell in a little bit of a hard time, a draw and a loss, right? So, all of a sudden, and a loss in the Champions League, which is a Tottenham fan I can't really rail him too much for, you know. But what do you yeah. think now? That now he's back to earth. Uh, boy, you know him, it can hit the fan, man. Well, I'll tell you what, if they fall down to 6th, 7th, 8th place, well, what? it's going to hit the fan again. Let's go I'm back sure. to where we were, and again, it's way too early to be saying right, wrong, or indifferent, but let's go back to how we picked on week one these teams to finish. Top four. Who was the only person on this battle not to have Man U in the top four? Bob Long. Bob I'm going to take a guess and say wild, Bob Long. Wild yeah. stab. I had him I'm, sixth. I'm guessing I had them in the top four. Uh, yes, you did. Okay. And I'm also the only team to pick Chelsea to win, which, by the way, is the team that he came from. And since he left that team, they surged all the way from 16th up to, what, about ninth last year no, you in the EPL standings, just sort of below the radar. This is a team that's still very, very talented. And, uh, Who picked City, And bro? the parasite is gone from the locker room, Who which was City? Mourinho. Who picked City? I'm just sure. I'm, I'm sure going to say I picked City. City looks and very good. I'm very good, good right now. Sure yeah. Alex did, yes. They look pretty good, sir, Alex. Uh, I guess the big surprise here, besides Tottenham being in third, not really playing that well, which is great, Everton. Who second knew? place right yeah. now, Who right? Who knew that Everton would be sitting in second place with their only smudge on their record was a draw to Tottenham, which is not a bad draw, you know? No. And they really outplayed Tottenham, certainly in the first half, if you remember that game. That's right. Yeah. So I'm thinking that, I'm thinking that probably, you think Everton's for real? They used to, they lose John Stones. I'm shocked that they're doing this well. Uh, I yeah. mean, where is this coming from? You know, I'm very surprised. It's still very, very early, and I don't think Everton's as untalented as you're saying. I, you know, I still think Everton is a quality class club that puts out a good a good 18, and they have a good system at the youth development level to bring. I mean, this is an Everton team that does not lack for class, so I'm not as surprised as maybe you are necessarily. I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised that they're sitting in second. They were sitting in fourth or fifth. I would be less surprised. Second place is really high. And sure. let's face it, you've had teams that started off really well. City, Chelsea started off really well. You know. Right. So it's a little surprising, you know. Now we'll make a couple comments. I want to make a comment about Tottenham, and then we'll grab a break and come back and talk a little more Eagles. But Please. Tottenham in the Champions League, a loss to Monaco. Eric, I don't think anything to really get all that upset about. They dominated the pace of play. They dominated the possession. 
They dominated the shots. They had 11 corners to zero. It was just one of those unlucky things where they give up a goal semi-early, and they just have to hold on for dear life. Uh, and or Monaco does. You know, they go up two nothing. Tottenham starts surging back, and they just can't get that second one to go down. But I'm not worried. This is a group they can easily come in second in. Well, that's and my I think question, they will. Bob. Is it is it a group of? Uh, I mean, not an easy group. Is it a group? That that's what I'm manageable. concerned about. Is is it is it you manageable got them in front for Tom? Of you. Yeah, read that's them what off. I'm looking. At. Bayern, Leverkusen, CSK, Moscow, Monaco. I, I think if you think about those teams in their respective leagues, they're all sort of a Tottenham of their league, right? if you ask me. And to come in second and give it, say that's a given for Tottenham coming off a loss to Monaco when you still have to play Bayern, Leverkusen, you have well, to play Monaco. Well, i the problem yep. that I see. You have to play Moscow. So you're saying you don't think it's as easy? I don't as think it's as easy as you're going to say it's it is. Or you're saying it is. It's, yeah. it's not easy. It's never yeah, easy. Yeah, I think right. it's manageable, and I think it's something that we should reasonably expect them to do. Beyond that, though, when they, what's it? The round of sixteen next. After that, does Tottenham have a right. chance to make it past the round of sixteen? Is well, that without Harry Kane, I don't know. Yeah. That's going to be big. A uh, chance, they have yeah. a chance. Of course, everybody has a chance. Sorry, bad wording. Will they win? Will I will say no. the round they of will. Did you watch right. the game, by the way, guys? I couldn't see. I didn't watch the game. I didn't see any no, Champions finally. League games. No. It was on Fox Sports Two at ten o'clock at night on replay. Oh, you have a replay. Well, I listened to it live, and, I, and from what I understand. The first goal by Monaco was a defensive lapse by Tottenham. Okay, so they kind of dug their own grave. The second goal by Monaco was a beautiful strike, but they were they dug the hole. I, I don't think if they wouldn't have given up that bad goal, it all could have turned out differently. They still almost won the game. They sure. still almost drew the game. Right. You know, but they'll uh, be fine. They did eighty five eighty thousand people, the biggest crowd in English history. English history, unbelievable. And they lay that egg. That's okay. Listen, Eric, it's okay. You got to go to Moscow. It's never easy. That was the problem with the Europa League. You I got to it. go to the middle of nowhere in Russia. I'm telling you. I got you. it. I'm saying this well. one loss is not the end. There's five more matches to go, and they can reasonably expect to compete and get results in every one of these games. I'm not saying they will, and I'm not saying that they should walk, be able to walk through. But you shouldn't walk into a stadium one day and say, oh, man, like, if we get one here... You know, we really stole one, like you would if you had to walk into Bernabeu, you know, or Camp Nou. Right. You don't feel that way with any of these teams. No, and that's not really. really. That's, that's a good point. That's the only point right. I make. All the, all the um, reports from the people in the know, the Tottenham writers from England, you know, they all thought that it was a very, very strong home crowd for them. Like, they, they, it didn't hurt them playing at Wembley. The only thing that may have hurt them playing at Wembley was the, the width of the field, interestingly enough. Is it bigger than White Hart Lane? It's wider. And they said that that was why, if you remember, the two guys before Kane went down, two guys two guys kind of blew, uh, hurt their ankles. Right. Two Tottenham guys were All three replacements were injury replacements for Tottenham and Kane. Wow. Now, Kane, I haven't seen results of his MRI yet. That would look kind of a bad injury, though. I think... I think that would be... Very hurt. That would be very hurtful for their chances. Absolutely. Do you think? I mean, I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't I, disagree. Who else do you have to score goals? Well, I mean, that's the question. Well, they Harry Kane is a huge to me for as, yep. as a Tottenham supporter. Yeah, I mean, Harry well, Kane is a huge Allie. loss. Well, Ali for sure. Jensen is right. going to be have yep. to step up. Eriksson uh, on the delivery. And uh, you know the guy that was terrific, the man of the match, uh, the the uh, North Korean. Uh, oh, son. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. South Korea. I'm sorry, South Korea. Yeah, Sun was very good. I mean, look, they, they have a strong team. You know, they, they still have a lot of players. 
Uh, like, like Alex, I mean, probably the most important thing that he said, or you both said it, really, but Alex said, yeah, I mean, you had to draw between Leverkusen and Moscow, right? That was good for Tottenham because they're only looking at, you know, they're only a point behind both of those sides. So if they could steal a win in Moscow, they're right back where they got to be. Yep. That's if they don't exa- get any points the in Moscow, point. they're going to be in early yeah, trouble. In trouble. But I'm right. just saying, let's not jump off the bridges quite yet. There's plenty of time, and I think Tottenham will be fine. When it gets to the round of 16, back to your original question, Alex, I look at it this way. You see the same teams every year in the round of 16. And there's a reason for that. Is is there a reason that cannot change? I don't know that there's a reason it can't change. but Not in the near future, at least. I would put put my money on those teams and those types of teams getting back to the semifinals to the finals and having another crowning of Atletico, of Real Madrid, of the Barcelona, last time, Bob, the Juventus, last time, maybe, uh, maybe Juventus. They, they were talking, yeah. I don't know if we have time. Do we have time to talk about the, the, the final four of the sure. Champions League right now? I was ESPN FC, a good podcast, good show to watch. They have soccer, whatever night, 5 p.m. or something like show. that. I don't know, but yeah. they were complaining about the, the repetitiveness of the, of the finals in the Champions League. And, like, you know, it's almost a given that Barcelona is going to be there, Real Madrid is going to be there. Bayern's going to be there and and so they, they, they had those three teams as a definite and nobody could agree on who the fourth team would be in the quarterfinals for the Champions League this year and and for you guys is it that much up in the air right now? Do you, do you think that that fourth spot is, is not are, are you not able to, to determine who's going to be in the fourth spot? No, I can't. go Man City, me well, personally. I see Man City as almost a given in that spot but they're saying Juventus without a bout. What do yeah. you mean? given. You don't know how the round of 16 bracket is going to play out. I it all really depends don't, on how teams finish in their I, group. I have a lot of I have a lot of faith in Pep Guardiola to take them that far. And and I think that's a huge pickup for them as a team, especially when it comes to Europe. Yeah. Okay. And I don't disagree, but you never done well. You'll grant me that if you're putting Man City in that spot, you're not guaranteeing, you're not able to guarantee that they would be the fourth spot alongside Real, Atletico, and Barcelona because well, there's the obviously because there's obviously a chance that they'll be on the same side of the bracket. That's very true, isn't so it? That, right. That's all I'm saying is you can't really say for sure that anybody's going to be in the top right, four. Sure, or very good point. Four. Right, right. Arguably the most successful team, and I'm not just saying this is a homer, but Atletico Madrid, two of the last three years, made it to the finals. The year before, they won the the Europa League. So they're a very good team in these tournaments, and Spain is very strong. Am I right, Bob? And La Liga is very strong. Bayern, as good as they are, man. I, I'll almost pick the La Liga team over Bayern, you know? Right. Uh, Paris, I think, has taken a small step backwards. Uh, United's gone. Well, United's not even in the tournament, correct? So that's Not yet, that. at least, right? City, no, 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 no. They, they City won't be. That's right. Very good, but City. Well, look, you know what? City they're won. They, they, all, they, they, well, the only team that lost was Tottenham in England, so. Even Leicester won, okay? Leicester won, by the way. You know. Yes, they yeah, did. So. They won the league, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right. Already. They Stop won. playing now. Yeah. They, yeah. Won the, they won the Champions League edition. I, w- I wish we were sitting with three points right now <laughs> in the Champions League. Hey, listen. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I can't repeat it enough. Just you, you tell them it, it's week one. Let it play I'm out. Right. They got five matches to go in group play. They'll be fine. But it's a home match. I get it. You want, what do you want me to say? It's over? They should pick him up and stop playing now? There's no chance they advance? I mean, not. what are you saying? I'm just saying it's a really tough loss. 
I understand. It's not just a little throwaway loss. It's not like they lost. No one said throw to Bayern Munich or something. Really? Okay, they lost. They lost at home to a team they should have beat. It's that simple. Well, here's the good thing: they got a team they should beat that they'll play on the road as well, as well as two other teams they have the capacity to beat. Yeah, I mean, if you look at if you look at the uh, if you look at the way it fell together, you're right. I mean, I guess we got a good draw with the the the, <laughs> the uh, group we got. I, that I'll say. It was okay. It wasn't a great draw. It wasn't a horrible draw. It was a fair draw, if you ask me. Who's our best team in our in our group? Leverkusen, probably. Leverkusen, I agree. Definitely than, the Germans. Than, I don't know. Moscow at home, they're the better team. I don't know if they're still allowed to have fans in their stadium, but if they do, you got to watch <laughs> out for the Russia. Yeah, Moscow seems to to lay eggs in these tournaments. These most of these these Russian and Ukraine teams, I will say that. Oh, I see. For whatever reason, we'll see. All right, give me a chance. I, it's still not worn off yet. I didn't get to watch it. Which really pissed me off more than anything. That I couldn't watch it I live. Understand. You know? well, yeah. It's a I hard understand. time. The best thing about living in Europe is, is being able to think about Champions League all day at work and then actually go home and watch a game. It, it's like Monday night football, yeah, for example. Yeah, but you only get one game. You only get one game. Nah, That's all you, they can, you can stream it. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know, I don't know the European well, I part. Do, so. But could yeah. we Listen find that? Me. Was that game possibly to be seen live? The, the Tottenham game? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Who it does it? Is it ESPN? It's Fox, you said. Fox, Fox would have streamed it live. That's I, right. Yeah, and I think you can get it online either legally or illegally. Oh, yeah. Legally pay for it Regardless, illegally, whatever. Let me tell you, with the I, internet, there's a way to see everything exactly. live. I went on right? the Fox to go, which I was told by the Spurs site that that would be a way to see it, and I couldn't. It wasn't on. Well... Know. Yeah. We can, instead of, you know, boring our listeners with that, we can yeah. reconvene on that one at a later date. But Please. Let's let's take a break and get back, and we'll sort of finish this first quarter here talking about the Eagles. We want to get Seamus Morgan on here in just a few minutes, and we can debrief on some of the things that are going on. Eagles driving right now, Matt, right near they the got end stopped. zone. They got stopped. They're going for a field goal. Wow. It's a shame because they were driving very, very well. Okay. Yeah. Sturgis to kick the field goal. We'll see this one go through and then send you off the break. Oh, that's not a given, Bob. 25-yarder. Good point, Alex. Kick is up, and it is good. That's a shot. A little wobbly, but it went through. Have you ever thought about play-by-play? That was very good. No, not really. <laughs> I'm impressed, right? I've only heard it like 18 million times. Okay. Oh, it is good. I did throw it a little wobbly in it. That was pretty good, right? That it's, was not, great. it's not as good as cradles to the left, cradles to the right. Bob down. has the voice. You guys yeah. have the voice. I don't have the voice, I don't think. You got the voice. Let's go to a break. How about that? Okay. All right. We'll Thank talk you. to everybody yeah. in just a few minutes. Bye-bye. Bob Long Sports. Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. BobLongSports.com gives you not only the best radio broadcasts on the internet, but plenty of articles as well. Stay up to date on your Penn State football team. Stay up to date on college football, the MLB, the NFL, and every other major sport out there. Tune in to all the radio shows and be sure to check our website regularly to see what content we have up now. And when you hear that jingle... Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. You know you're in the right place. Robner, Allen, Robner, Zimmerman, and Nash is a law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, domestic relations, any other legal matter affecting individuals' rights and freedoms. Eric Nash, host of Vuvuzela, the World Soccer Show, is a named partner and has been helping injured individuals for nearly 22 years. 
Call 215-953-2720 for a free consultation. Most legal matters are handled on a percentage basis. Call 215-953-2720. That's 215-953-2720. The law firm of Rovner, Allen, Rovner, Zimmerman, and Nash. They get results. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com, 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. lmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Hi, this is Rob Stott with Bob Long Sports. BLS is the official host of the pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul. Be sure to tune in before every home game for featured interviews with head coach Clint Dolzell and quarterback Dan Radiball, as well as player profiles. We even get the opportunity to speak with AFL Commissioner Scott Butera. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera on the line. You do a tremendous job. I, you know, of all the you know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. You know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game, you promote it well. And so be sure to tune in 30 minutes before every home game and check at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for programming updates. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215-328-2578. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. Hey, Bob Long Sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports and it'll come right up. 
And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports Network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports. Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. BobLongSports.com gives you not only the best radio broadcasts on the internet, but plenty of articles as well. Stay up to date on your Penn State football team, stay up to date on college football, the MLB, the NFL, and every other major sport out there. Tune in to all the radio shows and be sure to check our website regularly to see what content we have up now. And when you hear that jingle, Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. You know you're in the right place. Welcome back to Villa Capri. We are here on Vuvu Soccer. Vuvu Soccer is live talking another type of football as we previewed and now are in the middle of the Eagles game against the Chicago Bears. The Eagles lead 3 to nothing with 5.33 to go in the first quarter. We'll take this opportunity to promote a little thing that's going on here at Villa Capri. And this is a lot of fun. You should come out for it. I've actually tried salsa dancing myself. And I'll tell you, it was freeing, guys. It was one of those things where I had no idea what the heck I was doing, but I just had such a good time with it. You came here for salsa night? Uh, I wasn't here specifically, but I was taught how to salsa dance. And trust me, the place I was wasn't nearly as fun as here. I can guarantee you that. Like I said before, married, he's all done. You need Alex, it's all over. Don't learn from this man. He's going down the, 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 he's going the, the, the road most traveled, as Robert Frost would say. Before you know it, it's going to be bingo, Eric, and, no, and not salsa. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a walker and bingo. Hey, there's nothing wrong with a little bingo, man. I play that no, every now and then. Nothing wrong with bingo. Eric, you make it damn near impossible to do a read. I tell you, you're just, you really, really make it difficult. What are you reading? I'm doing a read for Matt to tell oh, all sorry, the listeners Matt. out there about how much oh. fun they can have while salsa dance. Well, no one's going to argue that this show's scripted anyway, <laughs> right? Go ahead. Do no one it. ever said. Please this, do it. I'm sorry, pal. There's I, no read. I, read I thought you were just talking word. about your dancing career. I'm sorry. Please go on. Wait, I'll Eric, you up. just took my line, man. You I'll know what? Yeah. Here, you take this. And no, go no. ahead. Do it. Go ahead, pal. You can do it, Bobby. You it, can do no, it. no. I'm just kidding. No, it's but, good. No, I'm sorry. I really I have. I have a flyer in front of me, so I want to let the listeners Flyer? We're talking hockey now? Hey, why not, right? Vuvu football. Vuvu hockey. Vuvu puck. Fuck off, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> or as Thor would say, Vuvu. Vuvu. Vuvu football. All right. So on Saturday night, September 24th, we're having Kevin to go here, a professional salsa dancer, a professional instructor, and he's also a professional DJ coming in to teach the art of salsa dancing. All the tables that you see here, they're going to be pushed to the side. You can grab a, uh, a, a wonderfully attractive partner, and you can do salsa dancing, which is always so much fun. When That's is this? Saturday, September 24th, from 9 to 10 p.m. And this is all hosted by Danny and Friends and, uh, and sponsored by Siren Records, Bella Boutique, and Boticadio. So uh, it's very, very exciting. And then they're going to have an amateur competition starting at 11 o'clock. So use all the skills you developed from 9 to 10 
Put them into practice at 11, you can win a prize. Uh, What's the prizes? Do we know what they are? I don't know what the prizes are yet, but... The next prize is who's the next Shakira, all right? That's all right. really what it is, you know? There we go. We hit wow. Don't Lie. If she, yo, if Shakira was, was one of the prizes, that would change things greatly. Oh, I man. I you think, know, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Everyone would be here. <laughs> Shakira's great because she dates a soccer player, so I'm a big Shakira fan. That's right. What's it, PK? Is that her briefing? Is that right? I, I think so, know. PK. PK on, uh, on Barcelona. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Sorry, are you good, done? good thing she doesn't date a six-yard kick, you know? I don't get it. <laughs> Alex likes it. I don't even get it. PK? So, like, PK is how Oh, PK. Oh, all right. Yeah. Sorry. That was, that was good. That was all good. Right, you guys yeah. can run the show. Total dad <laughs> joke. <laughs> no, that was good. P- PK. Actually, that's very funny. I wish I had Alex at least with a microphone in front of him because his laugh, it's not on air right now, but it's yeah. the funniest It's because it doesn't exist. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Eagles nearly came up with an interception. Yeah, let's just get out. Do we want to get me on? Make me laugh, Bob. Yeah, please. Well, let's talk to Seamus, let's talk to Seamus Morgan. We don't have those pre-recorded uh, you know, background like noises friends? here, do we? No. Or yeah. Seinfeld? I think that would make no. the, the oh, show Seinfeld, the on-key laughter right there. That's right. Yeah, I like yes. that. We anyway, Seamus' time. He's got Seamus. a Dawkins jersey on, so what does that tell you about him, Bob? It tells you. Uh, tells me that he is a fine connoisseur of defensive instincts. He's a guy that doesn't want to have to replace his jersey in two years and tells me that he loves the, the blackout because he's got the black uniform, which I think is very sharp. I will say thank you, Bob. Oh. Oh, field goal by the Bears. Connor makes me want to barth, sends it wides left. <laughs> oh, he missed it. All right. Well, who cares? It didn't go in, so. Anyways, he's got the dog in jersey on. We're at Villa Capri. Shams, your thoughts on the game so far? So far, it's a pretty good game, I would say. Um, Bears just missed a uh, field goal. Just, I mean, come on, man. You're getting paid millions of dollars to kick the ball. It's a 31-yarder. Put it in the field goal, for God's sake. I mean... <laughs> Put it through the uprights. Wow. That's right. I, mean, I would have done that. That's right? Chicago for you. The only good thing they got going for them are the Cubbies and some deep dish. So, I mean, other than okay. that. You know, I bet you figure out how much they paid for that kick right there. It's more than I make in a year. I'll tell you that much, Seamus. And that's disappointing for me. That is very, very disappointing. Well, if you made mistakes 100% of the time, I guess that would be apples to apples. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Bob yeah, with the exactly. math again. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Seamus, though let's uh, let's get into this particular Eagles team as we go to commercial break here. But uh, this season was one of I wouldn't say high expectations. It was a one that people thought would be a rebuild year behind Sam Bradford as Carson Wentz got ready to play. When it was announced that Sam Bradford was traded, and I, I believe that that was the right move, whether or not Sam Bradford you thought he would take you to the playoffs or not, because that value you got back. I think is very, very good uh, for the longevity that Sam Bradford may or may not have in this league, for what the Eagles may have expected out of him, what his role was going to be two years from now. I think that move had to be made. Once that move is made, do you believe or did you believe initially that Carson Wentz should be the guy to right away start week one? Uh, yes, I did, really. I mean, like anyone else, I was really shocked that they traded Bradford, especially with the two-year extension that they signed him to and at first I was a little unsure about it but you know they got a first round pick it was a smart move 
And it's time to move on to the future. The Eagles have been sticking with some quarterbacks with Vic and Bradford uncertainty, and we needed a new chapter. So I was very happy, and he came out and proved himself against the Browns. He's got potential. Hi, Bob. Okay, I just want to hit you with some quick football, college football trivia, okay? Connor Barth, what college? Uh, Purdue, I don't know. North Carolina. Okay. I was just shocked. I thought you might pull that one out of your hat. Here you go. Back to is that okay, it? Well, is that really it, Eric? All right. I was just curious. We appreciate you. Really it. You should have seen the smirk uh, on yeah. this guy's face. Eric looked like he wanted to, to go at it, didn't he, Bob? And, and, and Alex, see. I got a little Eagles trivia for you. Who is the Eagles' backup quarterback? I'm going to go with Chase Daniels. No, that is incorrect. Is that not true? Nope, because I don't know who Chase Daniels well, is. What's the guy's name? Chase Daniel, singular. Oh, oh, he got oh you my there. goodness! Well, that that tells you how much I'll give him I know a little bit. Eagles, he did right? know that. Nah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. People on ninety-seven five are still calling him Chase Daniels. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> he, he really I, I'm, I'm still calling him Chase head. Daniels. What what school did he go to? Yeah, please, Eric. Chase Daniels. I can give you that one. I am really. Well, you're yeah. good with quarterback. Why Kick the hell would you ask Connor Barth? Because he just kicked and missed the field goal. I so understand. I thought you might know. <laughs> I thought he went. To, uh, can I tell you why? Can he sadly tell you why? For some reason, sure. I thought he went to Penn State. Robbie Gold is who you were thinking about, the old Chicago Bears kicker as yeah, of like last maybe, year. Maybe. He was there for five, seven years. Yeah. Chase Daniel. Kicking college. That's why, in seven you, years. that's why you were thinking Penn State. Chase, I have no idea. Kansas. Missouri. I was close. You don't have the microphone anymore, so we can't hear you. And Eric just said that's probably why he plays for the Eagles. Is that Uh, what he said? Or the the Chiefs. That's probably why he plays for the Chiefs. He went to Missouri. Who plays for the Chiefs? Wait, yeah, with the Chiefs. Oh, played. Isn't that where Daniel came from? Yeah, Yeah. that's where he came from. Doug Peterson. He held the clipboard for years. You still don't have the microphone. We still can't hear you. (laughs) Well, I'm repeating it for him. He's around. Eric, whatever you need to say, please tell me. All right, yeah. Chase Daniel, Chief backup Native quarterback. Americans, fine people, fine people, fine people. What do you think of, uh, so Andy Reid moves to Kansas City. Chip Kelly moves to San Francisco. Doug Peterson gets his first job in Philadelphia. The coaching carousel in the NFL is astounding to me. I go back to Rob Chudzinski getting fired after one year in Cleveland, and I think back to what, Eric? Rob who? Chudzinski. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> That's it. When it comes to those long names, I, I give it back to I give it back to Alex. Well, that's because you can't remember my last name, or at least you can't pronounce remember it. Who knows? Yeah, last show oh, we have Bob man. Wong and uh, Alex. Uh, Alex. <laughs> Alex K. Uh, no. Alex C. Alex C. As it were. It's close C. enough. But anyway, anyway all with your point, Bob. Oh please. man, this is like all the high school days with Eric. With Eric. Yeah. Good times back at Abraham Lincoln High School. Now, I was asking your thoughts on both Chip Kelly and Andy Reid and sort of the differing paths they've taken since the Eagles, and Chip's still yet to be written. Uh, Chip Kelly, to me, is just... He's kind of... He's an overrated coach, in my opinion, quite honestly. He came to Philly with a great lineup, and he absolutely destroyed it. He got rid of McCoy, brings in Mary. What are you doing? He releases people... Gets rid of Deshaun Jackson for nothing. We have all this talent. If you want to make a move, I understand that. But guess something for it. And 
he's over in San Francisco, and I don't think he's gonna. I really don't think he's gonna do that well here. There. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I I do think Chip Kelly is a good coach. I think it's yet to be written whether he can manage people well enough. Well, I think yeah. his X's and O's instincts is very very good, and I don't know that that anybody actually denies that. Although some people call his offense very gimmicky and simple. I don't know if simple is necessarily the right word. I think it's uh, misdirection-oriented with a base set of plays. So you don't have 100 plays necessarily in the playbook, but you have 100 permutations on 15 plays. And that can make it difficult for teams when you combine the speed with that. Oh, yeah. He, I was just going to say, I think he, he sticks with what worked, past tense. In college worked. is what you right, mean. Right, exactly. and it's just not working out for him here in the professional league. No. See, and that's the issue, right? That's what I was just getting at with the coaches that have been fired quickly, Rob Chudzinski one year in Cleveland. Nobody gives these guys time. Mike Krzyzewski toiled for nearly 10 years before he really established Duke mm-hmm. as a well-known power. That went from a nothing to one of the best programs in college basketball history, and now he can't do anything wrong. That happens. Right. It's about identifying the correct process and who runs that process correctly, who deviates from that process only when necessary, and then who can execute that plan. doesn't matter what period of time it is because the ends certainly justify those means in those lean years, especially when if you're comparing a, a lean year of 5-11, and 4-12 and 12 to an 8-8, eight and eight, if that 4-12 and 5-11 and and can get you to the promised land eventually, put you on the right course, who cares whether it's a quick fix or not? My problem with that is the uncertainty, Bob. Is, is mm-hmm. You don't know, in my opinion, whether or not the 5-11 and 11 year, the 4-12 and the 12 year are going to lead into a successful team. And in your opinion, my you question for you is when do you draw the line? Is it four years of that kind of record where you're losing most of your games? Is it five years with that kind of record when you're losing? What, in your opinion, when should the coach be yeah, fired? Yeah, no, you, there, there is no rule of thumb on that. It's if the process is correct, and if you're an executive and you understand the gamer, you have a philosophy of how the game should be played, you see that out to the end. Understood. Almost, yeah. I mean, period, the end. Even if it's extent. not a winning strategy, you see it out to the end. Well, you have to make that determination. And that's why you in the front office are paid the big bucks. Right, okay. And that's why you, the coach, are as well, because that's your strategy. And if you're executing a strategy that's consistent with that of management and it works, and it might be something a little bit different than the rest of the league is doing to uh, accentuate some advantage you may have, again, speaking in some generalities here, but you see the rise of analytics. You see the rise of sports medicine and the different things that they do, the sports science. Everything Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly was doing. Essentially, right. And, and I'm not saying he manages people well. If there's a way to utilize what he's done while managing people better, I think he's a very, very, very top-of-the-line coach. I don't know if he's gotten that full picture together. That might be part of the process that needs to be improved. But And he got it started. He got the conversation going, right? He brought up these topics right. that a lot of people... And maybe it wasn't him that, 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 that was able to capitalize on all these new technologies, all these new systems, everything like that. But, sure. but at least it's out there. At least people are aware of it. And, and now is the time for somebody to really come in and take advantage of all these new methodologies. That's my thought. That's exactly my mm-hmm. thought. But, Eric, uh, I'll let you give a thought. But I, we're a little bit into the second quarter here. I know we said we'd be out by the beginning of the second quarter. Maybe one last thought all around. Yeah, I was just, just responding, maybe piggybacking on what you were asking about. 
you know, the, to be a, a coach in the NFL specifically, such a razor's edge between 6 and 10 and 10 and 6. I mean, you talk about Coach K. I mean, think about how many, I mean, to be a great coach in the NFL, you have to be a great coach because your coaching may buy you. No way. Sorry. Long, long reception by uh, Chicago. Alshon Jeffrey. By the way, the man with the best hands he, in football, by the way. Where did he go to way. school? Northwestern. No. Penn State. Really? No. No, I have no idea. I don't know. South Carolina. That was my next guest. I was going to say <laughs> at USC, but that would have been wrong. Getting too. thrown wrong passes USC. from Stephen Garcia and Dylan Thompson and Connor Shaw. Good times there. That quarterback trio. Bumble, you know what, in the backfield. Connor Shaw wasn't bad, but you know what I mean. Okay, I don't know who any of those people are, but I'll okay, take that. Uh, but we'll but okay. We'll but anyway, the, the point is he's obviously... Our buddy that was here earlier, Adrian, said that he was maybe the difference maker, by the way. So, oh, he's an unbelievable yeah, wide receiver. So he's there. not wrong about that. But I guess, I guess my point about Coach K is you're able, you know, you're able to control so many things as a college coach. I think even whether it be uh, football or basketball, you know what I mean, the recruiting, the size, there's so many things. Oh, yeah, there's essentially yeah. it's a salary capitalist league. There's no right. cap on right. competitive balance because it's the same opportunity cost to bring in a five-star recruit as a one-star recruit. And so you could, in theory, get the, in football, 20 best recruits to come in if they so chose. Of course. So that's the difference, absolutely. Although I will say, I will say that I was surprised that I was surprised that uh, they took Chip Kelly without anybody really else seeming to want him. There's a lot of hot coaches that were being interviewed. Kelly, I don't think got interviewed by anybody. You mean the Niners now? The Niners, yeah. I'm surprised by that. I mean... Uh, I, I, not, I mean, I guess you could say he's like a northern, a, a Pacific kind of guy, you know, with Oregon and stuff, I guess. I don't, I don't know. But I know they have a hard-ass GM, so I, I think that they may have a problem down the road yeah. that's what I'm dealing. But that's, that's my response to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alex, final thoughts? Yeah. Sure. I, I wasn't honestly listening to what Eric was saying, but at, at the end of it, you know, I'm with Bob. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, uh, you got to let... The, the coaches do what they got to do. You got to see if the system works. And honestly, yeah, it is up to the guys in the front office because they know more than I do. That's for sure. And as a fan, I just have to mm-hmm. accept their decision. Seamus? Well, coming in, I'm coming in with like an amateur opinion as like kind of like Alex's, but I understand there's the pressure of money and making the decision. But with the Browns coach that got fired after a year, I think you got to give them more time than that. A year is too much. I can see a two year span giving them some time. My problem with Chip Kelly wasn't that he wasn't winning. It was just he was going nowhere. And just and the way he, he doesn't get along with front office well, which creates a problem, and he's not a player-coach uh, kind of coach. He doesn't create good relationships with them, and that's what causes him to not be able to produce what he could, I think. Do any of you folks think that mm-hmm. Chip Kelly should have been able to fulfill his contract? the time of his contract, or you think it was the right thing to get rid of him when they did? I would have kept him. I would have kept him personally, but I understand why they got rid of him. You understand why. I do understand why. Because you can argue that his process was was so far off the map in terms of dealing with people that that was a move that had to be done. I mean, that's the way I feel is that if process is wrong, cut it off day one. If Once process you realize is, it's wrong. If right. process is that could be on a Wednesday in the middle of November. I don't right. care. 
process is wrong, yeah. end it and start from the beginning. Right. But if process is right, or you see some, I guess, some glimmers of hope, or you see what he's trying to do, you let that play out longer than the fans are going to be roaring for you to fire him. You hold through that. Right. And I guess my point is, while, yes, we may not know for sure in any instance how or why coaches were fired, it just seems on average, because you see this happen so, so often, that the majority of these are done in some capacity because this is the going rate. This is the going leash for head coaches. And this is the growing amount of leash that our fans give us, the ownership group. And unfortunately, they subject themselves sometimes to that criticism, listen too much, and make what I call rash decisions. And that's true. And fans are very short-term. They're very uh, close-minded individuals, I'd say. It's, it's you need to win. And if you don't win, you're wrong, and the system's wrong. It's yeah. more the what than the how, yeah. right? Yes, right. you need to win. You need to win. How do you win? Win more games. You know, score more points. Right. Do the football. Do the thing. Goal line, field goals, all They're that stuff. They're not long-term. No, process, right? Get right. the right guys in, understand the system, devise a strategy, and exploit weaknesses of other teams. Whoever can do that the best will then achieve the result, the what, the win. But it's all about the how. Right. And that's not something we're willing to accept. We're not willing to take the amount of time it takes to get to that point, is what I'm saying. And and quite frankly, I I think fans have a right to expect uh, instantaneous results. I think they do. Because I can can expect anything you want. I'd expect a a chartered bus to come pick me up and and take me up to the Penn State game this weekend. I don't don't see that happening. But sure, I can expect that. But seriously, when all is all over and finished and they bury the the, the fans always come back. They always come back. They would have stuck with Chip. They love Chip. uh, Look, the bottom line is Chip should have never gotten personnel decisions. Right. Because Chip decided that his ego was a little too big. And if somebody uh, was what he didn't think they should be, which was basically a college-type player that follows the yep. system, yeah, then they yeah. were gone. And they were gone for less than they were worth, and that was the problem. And this was a really good discussion, guys. I really enjoyed it. and It's time to go, isn't it, Bob? I believe so, All but right. I appreciate everybody uh, hanging really? on I'm for a couple minutes longer into the second quarter, but I think the discussion was worth it. And, Seamus, I want to thank you for coming on. It was great to have you back. Oh, Bob, I got to say it was an honor, and I'd love to be on more whenever available. All right. Well, we'll be here at Villa Capri. This is our spot. And uh, like we mentioned with Adrian earlier, we'll do some of this more often. We'll stray a little bit away from soccer because, well, because I can. Because I can. (laughs) Carson Wentz style. Because I can. And uh, we can't wait to come back and do this again. Thanks to you to Adrian Fedke of the Bitter Birds and Philly Influencer for helping us out. Again, check him out on Twitter. He retweeted our last tweet, so you can check out his handle uh, on Twitter right there. Appreciate everybody else listening tonight. Appreciate Matt Menino being there for us, as always. And we'll see everybody very shortly from either Villa Capri or elsewhere. But you know the link. It's on BobLongSports.com. You can catch this podcast and all our podcasts there as well. Good night, everybody.